Thank you, Pastor Aaron. Well, as he said, Matthew 5, 1 to 12, the beginning of Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and it begins with what we call the, I don't have a very good wait, listen time, or whatever that's called. The starts with a B and ends with attitudes, right? Starts with the Beatitudes. And let's be honest, the group in this room, you're probably like, probably like why another message over the Beatitudes. We've heard this. Uh, it's been preached. Women's ministry has gone over it recently. You've heard it in Sunday school. In fact, probably there's a lot of people in this room can teach me a whole lot more about it than what I can teach you. Uh, it's, it's such a great and outstanding message. Um, and you also might be thinking, why the Beatitudes during the Lord's Supper? And what does that have to do with the cross of Christ? Tonight, I intend to show you a tremendous connection between what Scripture tells us the word blessed means and the cross of Christ. That's what we're going to do tonight, is connect the two. You know, we use the word blessed for a lot of different reasons, don't we? I mean, it's a very interesting word. You know, we're, we're told to consider ourselves blessed if we have food on our table and, and a roof over our head. And that's true. We, we are blessed there. Um, we're, we're blessed if we have a foot good family. If we have a good job, you're blessed. And I think you should consider yourself blessed there. That's true. We're blessed if, hey, we get to go to Disney World this year. You're blessed. Take me with you, please. Right? Blessed. I mean, we use the word blessed a lot. I've been told I'm blessed because my team, the Kansas City Chiefs, have won the Super Bowl. I see you there, two out of three years in a row. That's right. I'm blessed because they won. And we, we have this word blessed. Um, you know, you get a new car. Blessed. You're eating a, a hamburger and french fries at a restaurant. Doesn't even have to be your favorite restaurant. Take out your phone, picture of you eating the burger and fries, hashtag blessed. That's how we do it with this word blessed. Um, and yet sometimes blessed means something completely different. I've had this said about me. Many of you will probably say this about me after we're finished. God bless him. He tried so hard. I mean, just God bless him. He means well. And we use this word blessed in these ways. As I said, it's a very interesting word, but the question is, what does it really mean? What, what is blessed? I mean, are things like this really what it means to be blessed? Do we understand what God's blessing really is? Am I only blessed when things are good in my life? When I have, does this mean that someone that doesn't have food on their table or a roof over their head, they're not blessed? Is that what this means? Let's find out. Let's find out what it means by going to the, one of the most famous passages that Jesus talks about this word blessed. And after having read this passage, let me ask you this is what Jesus is calling blessed here. We read it earlier. Is this the same as what most people think of as being blessed? Not at all. 
Not at all. So if that's not what Jesus meant, what was Jesus saying to them? Now this teaching from Jesus challenges this idea that, that feeling happy and getting our way makes us blessed. If you, things are going good for you, that equals you are blessed. And Jesus is challenging that here. He's challenging that to its core. And in fact, that's really my main point tonight. I mean, if I were to put this to a main point, I'd say blessed doesn't mean spoiled with an easy life. It means being in a right relationship with God regardless of your circumstances. No matter your circumstances, if you have a right relationship with God, you are blessed. Uh, Chris, I'm going to use a little Greek. How about that? You're all like freaking out. Dave's going to use Greek. The Greek word here for blessed is makarios. Makarios. I guess you could say Mario was blessed. I don't know how you put that together, but makarios. That's what they used. But understand how they used this word. They oftentimes at the beginning used this word when they were speaking about their gods. It kind of then became, I'm, I'm speaking about now, you know, someone that's way up here. So now it became the upper crust of society, the elite in society. They started becoming called blessed. And we honestly see that today here, don't we? We see blessed as something greater to do with our circumstances, with what's around us, with what's going on. And this is how our society terms the word blessed. So I guess if you're not smart or you're not rich or you don't have a lot of things, I don't guess you're blessed. I mean, that's how this whole thing lines up with our world. Look at the crowd Jesus was preaching to in this Sermon on the Mount. They were poor. They were oppressed. They seemed to me to be sleeping in fields. They were marginalized. People didn't like them. They were sick. They were lame. Basically what our world calls the opposite of being blessed. I mean, if if this was a speech given by a TV analyst today, he would not have used the word blessed for these people. What word would he have used? Cursed. He would have used the word cursed. Um, and isn't that how we think oftentimes with this list? In fact, the Pharisees even took it further. The religious teachers of the law of that day, they were always telling people that those who disobeys who disobey God's law, well, you're cursed. I mean, if you're not obeying the law of God, you're not blessed, you're cursed. What have you done? You know, diseases have come to you. You've been cursed. Famine, famine means you, God's cursed you. Oppression of enemies, it's a curse from God. You know, even the disciples were not above this. We see later in John chapter 9 a blind man who is blind from birth. And what do they ask Jesus about this man? Well, what did his parents do to cause this curse of blindness to come on him? And what did he say? He said that that's not why he's blind from birth. So we've got this idea of blessings and curse all wrong. 
Let's not be fooled now. Jesus isn't saying just be grateful it isn't worse, okay? He's not giving that message. Trust me, you're blessed because it could be a whole lot. Anybody tell you that? I mean, I've heard that a bunch. Oh, it could get much worse. On the other side, they're like, oh, you think you're blessed. It can get better. You just do a little better. Try a little harder. Work a little, work a little more. And this isn't what Jesus is saying. Jesus is seeking his disciples even at this point. If you look at it, he, he's trying to find who his disciples are. And what is a disciple? What is the first part of becoming a disciple? It's knowing our need for someone greater than us. And that's who he's looking for. So to understand these blessings, we're going to look at two really quick points. Two really quick points tonight. We are cursed because of our sin. We're going to look at the cursing of God, the curse. And then we're going to look at point two. We're blessed only by salvation through Christ. That's our blessing. That's our curse. So point one, if we go back to Genesis chapter three, now we know... Um, well, let's, let's read Genesis 2 first. If you look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, it says this. Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 17 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. Now, I'd stop right there and go, Yep, they're blessed, right? They're blessed because they're living in this wonderful garden with no problems. And they get to eat all this good stuff. Because um, you know me, food is where blessings come, right? And, you know, that we would stop and say that. But why are they blessed? They're in a garden with God. Verse 17, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. There's the curse right there. Now, we, we, don't, you know, we don't have to preach this message. We've heard this. If you go to Genesis chapter 3, we see the fall of man. We see Adam and Eve eat of this one tree they were forbidden to eat from. And we know that because of that, they were given punishment. You know, the woman was given pain in childbirth. Adam, work. Uh, even the ground itself was cursed with thorns and thistles. But the bigger curse of that was this. That day, they died. Their spiritual self died. They were not in relationship with God anymore. And that's the curse, my friends. So this first point, we are cursed because of our sin. According to these verses, we should see what the curse is. That death. Because we have sinned. Now you might say, wait a minute, I wasn't there. I wasn't there when that sin happened. Well, let me ask you, what sin do we have? Because if we look at ourselves, we have our own sins, don't we? We have plenty of sin of our own, which causes our curse. Now Adam caused the first that was passed to us, but we can't blame him. Our own curse of death We've brought on ourselves. It is ours. So what is your sin? You have sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. 
There is one true curse. Sin causes that curse. And it is death. And it is facing the wrath of God. We've brought about the curse of death, eternal death, separation from God because of our sin. So really, a lot of the attitudes that we see in these Beatitudes do not describe you and me. They really don't. Um, We're condemned. A lot of these attitudes that we have about being blessed, really our curse, because they are not who we are. It's a short point, but it's so simple. We're cursed because of our sin. We need someone who can bless us. We need someone who can bless us with eternal life. Someone who can restore our relationship with God. Or we are condemned to the curse of facing his wrath. It's a grim point. Not only are we cursed because of our sin, but praise God, point two comes. We are blessed only by salvation through Christ. There's our blessing. Back in our main text, Matthew chapter 5. As I, I'm, I'm, like I said, you know all these. I'm not going to describe all these. You understand what they are. But let's quickly look at all these. Let's do a quick overview of what Jesus is calling blessed here. Of the blessed part of this list Jesus gives. Here are the things that make a person blessed. You want to be blessed? You want to be a blessed person? Here's your list. Poor in spirit. Those who mourn. Meek. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers, persecuted for righteousness, and when you are reviled and persecuted and people utter all kinds of evil against you falsely, not because of who you are, but on the account of Jesus. So let me ask you, who of us once again does this describe? I'll be the first to tell you this list does not describe me. I mean, if I apply me to this list, I mean, look at it again. Poor in spirit. Trust me, I am not poor in spirit. I have a healthy ego, right? We have healthy egos because we're Americans. We have healthy egos. I do not mourn. I'm, I'm not really a mourner. I'm not meek. Some of us have kind of some of these attributes, but I'm not meek. Now, let me be here honest here. I do hunger and thirst, but most of the time it's for Wingstop, not righteousness. And so I failed here. Do we really hunger and thirst for righteousness? I mean, if we, if we did, we would eat like never before, right? We would eat of the Word of God. I'm not very merciful. We put us around a group of kids who are really acting out. See how much mercy we have, right? Not very merciful. Pure in heart, it's hard because when we look at our heart, (laughs) my heart is the opposite of pure. You don't look too deep into my heart and you will find guilt. Pure in heart. 
And I'm sure not a peacemaker. I mean, I was listening to Paul this morning talk about his girls getting, you know, and trying to be a peacemaker. And I'm the one that would be like, you go to your room and you go to your room and I don't even want to hear you blink, you know. (laughs) Peacemakers. Who are they? By the way, I just want to stop here at this peacemaker idea and say, I don't think he's talking here about bringing peace amongst people between you and you and you and you. Bringing peace is bringing peace between God and man. Something to think about there. Um, And the last couple here, okay, honestly, I had some of you persecuted me. Right, Paul? Some of you persecuted me. But I've never really been persecuted for the cause of Christ. I've never really been persecuted because of who Jesus is. Again, we, we live in this wonderful country that allows us to freely share the gospel and share our beliefs. And we should hold on to that for as long as we have that. But look, this list doesn't describe me. And I'd venture a guess to say if you really looked at yourself, you'd say that doesn't describe me either. I have failed over and over again. So how do these how do these blessings relate to the cross? How do they relate to the cross? Um, let me end with this. There's an AT&T commercial that was on a year or so ago. And he's going to laugh when I say this. I hated this commercial. This family walks into an AT&T store and they're talking about the plans. And the woman working there pulls out this nice little lollipop and hands it to the little girl and says, so so what if I gave you this lollipop? And she's like, yay! And then she pulls out this ginormous lollipop sucker about the size of her big brother's head and says, and what if I gave him this? And the little girl instantly, that's not fair! And I always just wanted to go, that's right, life's not fair. And you don't need to think that life needs to be fair. And you don't deserve that. Why should you get this sucker? She wanted to give it to him. And I just want to go into this rant about life's not fair. And I've always thought about that commercial. Because we think we deserve everything. Our society, we we think we just deserve it all. And when we don't get it, we say... That's not fair. Poor me. Well, here's the truth is. There is only one person that life was not fair to. There's only one. There's only one person who this list describes. You want to know how this relates to the cross? Jesus was poor in spirit. So much so that we sang it earlier, he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and humbled himself to the point of death. Jesus was poor in spirit. Jesus mourned. He mourned so much that it was like great drops of blood. He was meek. He said nothing when they accused him. He took it. He was so hungry and thirsty for righteousness, 
that he did the only thing he could do to attain righteousness for us. He died in our place on a cross. And taking that death, he has mercy beyond mercy on all who repent and believe. His heart was so pure, I believe it just burst on that cross. He's the ultimate peacemaker between man and God. You know, without him, without his death, without his resurrection, we have no peace with God. There's no peace. He was the ultimate peacemaker. He took the ultimate persecution. He took it. And that's not fair. And he knew that. But he did it. He did it for the glory of God, for our salvation. You see, I don't, I don't think this, real, this list is really about us. This list, it's something for us to try to be. It's something for us to emulate. It's something for us to want to be like. But it's who he is. And we remember that. That's why we've come tonight to remember that. It describes Jesus Christ. So I ask you, are we blessed? If you've trusted in Jesus Christ, if as Romans says, if you've confessed your sins, you've confessed that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised you from the dead, guess what? You are blessed and no one can take that from you. But if not, we remember our curse. I implore you, if that's not you, if your faith is not in Jesus Christ and Him alone, may you hear what He did. May you hear His death and the glory that on three days later He rose from the dead, defeating death and the curse so that we may be blessed. Let's pray. Our Father, we come to you in the only name worthy, Jesus. Lord, help us to recognize true blessing that only comes through your cross. Help us to remember so many who don't know your mercy. They don't even realize they need it. So help us to share this blessing with this world in need. Help us to never forget what you have done for us. We pray in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen. 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 Pastor Aaron.